Every play, every musical, begins with some writer putting words on a page. Hello, and welcome to Stagecraft, the Broadway radio podcast that talks to playwrights and musical book writers about the shows they've created. My name is Jan Simpson, and my guest this week is Bob Martin, who will always be known to lovers of Broadway musicals as the original man in the chair in The Drowsy Chaperone. But he's talking to us now about his new show, The Prom. It's a musical based on an original concept with a book by Martin and Chad Baiklin, music by Matthew Sklar, and directed by Casey Nicola. All of whom work together on the holiday musical Elf. The Prom deals with a serious subject, but it doesn't sacrifice the humor and high spirits for which these guys are known. Hello, Bob Martin. Welcome to Broadway Radio. Hi. We're going to jump right in and uh, talk about your new show, The Prom. I'm going to bet that many of our listeners are familiar with it, but could you tell those that aren't familiar what the show, what The Prom is about? Well, The the Prom is about a group of uh, Broadway stars whose careers are waning, who go down to a small town in Indiana to help a girl who um, is having trouble because the uh, PTA won't allow her to take her same-sex partner to the prom. So these these Broadway celebrities are trying to revive their waning careers um, with some celebrity activism. And hilarity and (laughs) It does. It does. Tell me, though... (laughs) How did you get um, involved with this? I've read that Jack Vertel, who people will know as a, a producer, writer, the Encores chief, that he came up with the idea for the show, for the plot. So how did you get involved? Yes, he did come up with the idea. I mean, there were several incidents in um, the United States uh, in which someone was discriminated against because of, uh, specifically surrounding events at a prom. There were there were several in in a row, and it was it was in the paper. It was on everyone's mind, and um, Jack came up with this <laughs> this crazy idea to have you know celebrities come down to try and help a girl who was going through a situation like this. Uh, and yes, it's it's quite unusual for a producer to approach a group of writers and a director with an original idea. Usually, producers nowadays, anyway. Uh, approach you with some adaptation of an existing film. So this was an entirely original comic idea. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, Chad Beglin, Matt Sklar, and myself, and Casey Nicola, we'd all worked together, and we were looking for another project, and, and we just we just jumped on it. So he approached you as a group? He did. As a matter of fact, I think he called Casey first, and Casey said, oh, you know, uh, we're looking for something to work on together, so I'll bring the boys in. And so we all had a meeting at Jack's office. And he and he just he literally pitched the idea in two sentences, and we said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> and then we just, and then I, you know, we went away and worked on an outline of the whole piece. And really, you know, we wrote an outline in a couple of weeks, and it didn't change very much from what we from the way we originally outlined it. At least structurally, of course, you know, the songs came mm-hmm. later, but the story broke down in the you know, uh, very easily. Uh, it's it's just really nice when a strong comic concept comes along like that. You know, you know, you don't uh, you don't walk away from a gift like that. So how do you, how do you guys uh, uh, work? Do you email 
drafts back and forth or do you work on a Google Doc or or in the same room? How how do you write the book for a musical together? Yeah, we we um uh Chad Beglin and I have worked together as as a writing team before and we really like working together. We have a great time. So we you know, I, I usually break down the story first and then uh, we we sit down together and begin to song spot and and the, the the script sort of the book slowly grows from the outline and uh, you know Ch- Chad is the lyricist as well obviously and by the way I think these are the best lyrics that Chad has ever written in in the prom I think they're incredibly moving and incredibly funny uh, but he yeah he sort of uh, we, we you know Matt works with us as well but basically. Chad bounces between working with me and working with Matt. <laughs> so it's uh, we do pass drafts around, and and Chad and I will get into a room, and Matt and Chad will get into the room, uh, a room together. I know that Chad uh, wrote some of this stuff while on vacation, uh, emailing lyrics to Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just whatever works. We're all we're we're all busy. Like we're we all yeah, in this business, you have to keep several projects. Um, in the air at the same time because of the long development timeline. So we're often in separate cities uh, and emailing back and forth. What was the time nice when we're all in the same room because we have fun doing that? What was the timeline for this one? How long did you guys work on this one? Um, Scalar is the best resource. He's, he's a great mind for dates, uh, <laughs> and I don't. But um, I believe I believe it was seven years. Wow. But again, you know, that's that's not seven continuous years. There were lots of mm-hmm. things that happened along the way. Lots of other shows right. came and went or <laughs> were in various mm-hmm. stages of development. But uh, yeah, it was about seven years, now, which is average. You've, you've got a terrific cast. Um, Beth Level, um, Brooks S. Manchikas, Christopher Sieber, um, Angie Schroer playing the... Broadway contingent, and the roles seem tailor-made for these actors. So I'm curious, which came first, the casting of the characters or the characters, and then you looked for people to, to, to play them? Well, in this case, casting came first. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we, we, well, you know, I say came first, but actually they sort, they, they sort of happened at the same time. We sort of conceived of Dee Dee Allen as this egotistical, brash <laughs> a diva, and we thought immediately that Beth would be perfect in this role. Say, <laughs> how do you call somebody up and say, we have this egotistical diva and we thought of you? <laughs> well, you know, I have a theory about comedy, which is you, you have to access all of those, all of the worst parts of yourselves of yourself to create a strong comic character. That's how, that's how I've always mm-hmm. done that. So you access all your fears and your prejudices and your you know your uh insecurities and that's how you build a comic character so beth completely understood when we said she'd be perfect (laughs) to play a diva not because she is one but but she definitely understands what a diva is and uh yeah similarly (laughs) with everybody involved brooks as well and and chris and angie you know angie who's 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 the ultimate sort of ensemble performer she's been you know understudying leads her whole life Angie, the character of Angie, was written for Angie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, there were, there are a lot of wheels spinning um, in this show because you've got the the Broadway folks coming into this Indiana town. You've got the young woman wanting to go to her prom. You've got the resident mother who's against 
of this, the principal of the school. Was all of this there? Were there any significant changes that you you made? I know you did this in Atlanta a couple of years ago. Um, The most significant changes involved the opening 15 minutes of the show. We changed the opening number. I can't remember how many different versions. At least 10, I believe, different versions of the opening have existed over the over the seven years. It, it eventually we kind of just embraced the idea that this is a it's a, it has a, a, a very strong comic premise. This show, so we 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 had the first 15 minutes of the show just service the premise in the most economical way we could, uh, and that seems to be working. <laughs> um, the, the other, the other, um, I mean, you know, just to give you a sense of, we used to have the show open with the last moments of three terrible musicals, each each starring one of the leads. There was uh, Goonies the musical. Chris Hebert's character starred in Journey, which was a musical version of Long Day's Journey and Tonight, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, I almost want to see that. <laughs> You know, I have to say, I loved it. It was one of my favorite things in the world, but it was just so difficult to stage and so time-consuming, mm. and it, it just took up too much of our story. So we had to go to a sort of more economical beginning. But anyway, so the opening was reworked a lot. And then the other major change um, from Atlanta to New York was that we really worked on the town to make it less uh, of a musical. <laughs> the, the Casey very smartly pointed out that our show is really a musical, the language of a musical sort of invading a very real town. So we, we kind of went over the material uh, of the, the little town in Indiana and made it, made the whole thing sort of more believable, more um, relatable, uh, as opposed to musical theater world. And that, that, that really worked. I mean, I think our our young, well, I mean, Michael Potts is one of the town members who, died, who really grounds the principal in a, in a great way. Um, Courtney Collins as well gives the mother some real, some some verisimilitude. You know, you really believe her. You believe the pain and the where her prejudice is rooted. And Caitlin and Isabel, of course, are amazing. Um, so, so we think that, that that really made the show start to work when the town became more real. Did you guys realize the effect it would have particularly on young people? Um, When I saw the show, I was sitting next to a young woman and her parents. Uh, Her dad went out during intermission and bought out everything at the store. (laughs) He just came back with all of this for her. And in the final few minutes of the show, she literally sobbed. She was. This was uh, so important to her, and I just wondered if you guys knew, had any awareness of that. I don't think she was unusual. I saw other young uh, people in the audience wiping away tears, just really feeling with your show. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was a strange experience doing this show because we were all really emotionally affected by it as well. I mean, so many of the the key creatives experienced uh, similar things to to Caitlin's character, to Emma, in their own lives. You know, Casey didn't get to go with who he wanted to go to with his prom. You know, it, so it, it was hitting home for a lot of people. 
And uh, certainly in Atlanta, we started to realize that we were voicing something that was very familiar to people. I had I had a, a woman come up to me during a, a Q&A, a talk back uh, at the end of one of the performances. And she she was a, a woman of about my, my age. And and she was she just she had her head down and she, and I thought she was going to I thought she was angry. And 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 then and she said, uh, I just have to say this. that I am Mrs. Green. She, she, she identified with the mother. And she said, this is a this is a really important story to tell. And thank you. And and she I met her again in the lobby and she was there with her adult daughter and her daughter's wife and their child and it, and it and so it was this little portrait of a family that had gone through such pain but had come out of it mm-hmm. you know in a good place and I realized oh yeah this is quite a powerful show and it's connecting and it's saying something that needs to be said and and it's doing it in a way that's that's um, not a lecture so it's palatable for people so yeah I started to realize the power of the show in Atlanta yeah, I was going to say it's 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 unusual in that it has this really important message, but it's just flat out fun. Well, you know, if you want people to listen, make them laugh. <laughs> before before I let you go, I do have to ask what you can tell us about the Princess Bride, which I know you're working on. <laughs> um not very much, but uh, <laughs> it is it is a project that I'm super excited about, um, and we're we're in the early stages of development. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about the team involved, ah. but um, I I have heard some uh, some songs that uh, are just you know were just completed and they were amazing. And <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't go into. I'm just you know it's the first time I've worked with Disney. They're being wonderful. And I don't want to piss them off, basically. So I don't <laughs> how much I can talk about. But, well, but I, yeah, it is happening, and it's 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 going to be very very good. <laughs> well, I would yeah, I, I had to ask because of course it's such a beloved um, uh, movie, and and you are such um, uh, a respected and 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 beloved figure. Um, in, in the musical uh, theater world, and so the combination is really tantalizing. But Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I, I got a chance to work a little bit with Bill Goldman before he died, and, and uh, mm. it's, it's, it's really an honor, I have to say, to be able to write uh, material uh, for that story, um, because obviously additional words will have to be written to adapt it, and uh, I feel really privileged to be able to contribute to the, you know, the history of this this you know novel and film and yeah it's a it's a great privilege i'm really excited about it well we're excited too we'll be keeping our eyes and ears uh open for it but in the meantime listeners uh and fans can get to enjoy uh the prom so thank you for it and thank you for talking to us about it Oh, thank you. Yeah, I encourage people to come and see the prom. It's a, it's, you know, it's an original show, and on Broadway, you really have to struggle to get uh, the attention of the ticket buyer when it's original. So please support original Broadway shows. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's my plea. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back next time, and that you'll listen to all the other Broadway Radio podcasts which you can find on broadwayradio.com.